Welcome to The Future is Female Powerlifting, a show where women of all strengths can explore the world of female powerlifting. I am your host, Heidi Donnell, a 60-kilo powerlifting gym owner, and each episode we bring you an inspiring interview or message to help you unlock your true inner strength potential. Thanks for tuning in. Aloha, my beautiful friends, and welcome. We are on to episode 50. And uh, you know what that means is that you stuck around with me for 50 episodes. And I am extremely grateful for that. Thank you so much for connecting with me online, taking snapshots of when you're listening and, you know, posting them. Please, if you have a couple seconds today and you're listening to this episode, take a snapshot and post it and tag me in it, dude. Uh, I will repost it. I'll thank you. I love connecting. And especially if we've never connected before, um, it's just something that I feel is super valuable in this area of podcasting is, you know, I get to reach out to people I probably would have never even known. So if you're on it, you're listening, please connect with me. On this special episode, on episode number 50, we have none other than Crispy Creams, and that is her Instagram name, Miss Christy Sine. And Christy and I, um, we had done an interview a while back with Hopperican, with Sierra, uh, and this was like early on in the episodes, gosh, almost two years now. And um, we've always wanted to reconnect and get this episode out. And so I'm super stoked that we got to break down Christy, where she came from, um, how she started off in powerlifting and switched over to Strongman, where she's completely competitive. And she is so humble about um, where she is as a competitor, you know, and really talks about her process to get there and why she loves Strongman so much. And I think one of the major things that you're going to get out of this episode is her authenticity. And I know that word gets thrown out uh, kind of often, I think now, but she really is real. And, um, and she's very vulnerable with us in this episode and talks about some hard parts in her life and um, what she's struggling with um, and how she's taking each step um, slowly and day by day and how if you are in the same area and in the same uh, path that she is that you're not alone and to take that chance. We also get to get into her Q&A. We had um, several people ask tons of questions on our golden mic. So when you see a golden mic on our Instagram page, that means that I'm going to have a guest on or we might just have some questions. And this one was directed to Christy. And so we had tons of questions that uh, people asked fans some very, you can tell people love her because they ask things like, what is your favorite white claw flavor? Like what? That shit made me laugh. But you'll know that we had a nice Q&A talking a little bit of, uh, more deep with uh, Chrissy. And um, I love the questions that were asked. And of course, this episode is brought to you by my gym, Core Strength and Performance, where we live through strength. And we are actually going to be doing some Zoom training right now. Right now, we're offering Zoom training for our members who are currently our members. But if you are looking to um, maybe navigate a little bit better through training from home, have somebody actually watch you and correct you. So there's no cookie cutter sort of uh, training or it's pre-recorded and you just follow along. This is actual training. So we're going to watch you and correct you and give you guidance in um, these movements that we have going on and different um, 
workouts that we put together for the next four weeks. So if it's something you are interested, I will be offering that at the end of the week. And actually the end of week is my birthday. I want to be the big three nine. So that maybe it's a little gift to myself. And so ironically, it was Christy's birthday last week, Sunday. So a big happy birthday to her. She is a big three zero. Oh shit. But if you want to learn a little bit more about our gym and what we offer, we have a lot of things that we're doing online as well. Cooking classes with local chefs. Um, we're having different programs that we're going to be offering for free. So come and visit core256.com. You can always see updates of when we're doing new things. And don't forget to visit visit. <laughs> Visit, visit us on Instagram and Facebook at Core SNP. Now let's get into it with Christy. Anyways, yeah, how are you feeling with doing your home workouts and all this kind of stuff? <laughs> I'm feeling okay. I mean, I did a home workout this morning. I'm I'm going to the gym tonight. Okay. Are you are you are you preparing for something else? Is it? I'm sure it's. I'm sure there's not a lot of people. I don't know. Is it? Are you guys tripping out there? Is it like mayhem? Is it weird? I, I feel really weird because it seems like there's like the city's super scared and then out more in the county, mm. people are kind of more like, well, like, you know, it hasn't really gotten here yet. I feel like I'm just kind of on borrowed time of like when everything's going to be shut down. Yeah. Yeah. That's how yeah. I feel like over here where <clears throat> we have some, cause NASA is over here. So we, they call this place the rocket city cause they make all the rockets and stuff here. And so, of course, we have all these engineer friends that got the upper word. You know, they they knew last week that we might be shut down and we didn't even have anybody that had it yet. So we were the last one of the last states to have any like cases. And uh, they were like, no, it looks like we're going to quarantine. So then me and my husband were like, well, let's do what we can. But we didn't go all hoarder status like people were going crazy over here. Just like and I feel bad. Sometimes they're old people. So they're like. I ain't going to get out much, you know, so right. got to do what you got to do. I know. Well, that's good. You go work out. You do me too. I'm still training. Like, I, I mean, what's worse losing my gains. <laughs> I know it's, so, it's hard. It's such a hard, like, it's definitely tearing my mind apart. I'm like, do yeah. <laughs> it's not in the world. I think the thing that scares me is that the control aspect. Like if you, they said, Oh, this is only two weeks. And then a hundred percent for sure life goes on. Yeah. I'd be okay. Yeah. But not knowing I'm yeah. just, I'm like, I don't believe that it's going to be. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of just guessing, you know, right. people, people are just guessing right. off of old, um, infectious diseases and things, and they're just not sure. And, um, well, I mean, in the end, me and my husband are just moving on. We got to do what we got to do. And I got to, yeah, no, you just, you just got to keep moving, man. You can't be yeah. like tripping out too long. You just get caught I up know. in everything. But speaking of caught up in everything, you were caught up in the Arnold this year in the whole, I heard it was called the Arnold ghost festival because <laughs> <laughs> there was nobody there. Can you tell me a little bit about like how it felt being there during and competing and all that stuff? Oh my gosh. So it was not a total ghost town. Okay. <laughs> like there were a ton of athletes there. Everyone had like, you know, either a coach or a handler. Um, it still felt like, you know, when I was in like the arena, like the, not the first day, but the second day, because we had the pro guys, we had like Martins and Thor and oh, all awesome. those people that people love to watch. And obviously the pro woman, but, um, you know, like you come in and, 
if you have a chance to see Thor three feet away lifting stones, you're going to come, right? Right. So we actually did have a lot of spectators. Um, so that was that was nice. And what was nice about it, actually, and I think it worked out for me because my first Arnold, I was sad for a second because I used to go to Arnold and I used to watch people compete and think it was so cool. Yeah. And, you know, you Animal Cage, all the energy. And I was really upset because my parents couldn't come <clears> anymore. <throat> And I just knew they were looking forward to it a lot. And mm. I had a lot of friends coming in, a lot of small businesses. So when I say this kind of stuff, it's it's not saying, oh, I am glad it happened this way because I wish those people could experience that and didn't lose all their money and business and, <laughs> you know, and all this. I had clients flying out, saying to Airbnbs to watch me and stuff like that. I really wish they could. But on the brighter, the brighter side of things, I could run to the bathroom and no line. I could go go to like the Starbucks in the convention center, no line. And that was really great. And there were still enough people to have energy. There were still like cameras, rogue cameras. Arnold walked out on the field for a second. So it was still really cool. It's already overwhelming enough for me to be in the warming up with 70 other girls all at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. You know how meets are, it's just chaos and organized chaos, but to have that and have like not be able to move through a crowd to get to your bag or something like that can be really stressful. So it worked out for me. Everyone still watched the live stream. I thought they overreacted with the coronavirus stuff. I was like, I could not believe like, cause for us, the Arnold's is kind of like the Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're like, right. I cannot believe they closed down Disney world. I cannot believe they canceled the Arnold because I didn't, it was such a new concept, the coronavirus to me. I was like, what? And then now it's like everything's like, you know, the NBA and stuff like that. So now I'm like, oh, there was kind of, tr- we we're kind of like the hipsters. We, yeah, did, the yeah, we did it before everybody before else. Before everything else closed down. <laughs> right? So I'm now that there's, I know people competing in bodybuilding shows coming up and it sucks because they're canceled mm-hmm. um, and they're in prep. So now I feel grateful that I could compete. Yeah. When you did. Right. When I did. So I wish I had the energy of more people in the crowd and my friends. Cause I actually went solo. Like, I didn't bring a coach. I didn't bring a handler. I didn't bring a friend, which was really crazy for that me. That is. I'm lying on the fact that I would have, you know, my parents there, you know, a couple of friends who were um, watching a few athletes or, you know, maybe on a booth for a day, be like, hey, can you me like some bagels and water or something? You know? Right, right. Then it was all on me because I wasn't going to make anyone fly out there for me and spend. It was an expensive trip for me, you know? Yeah. So, um, that was a little daunting, but I'm like really stoked, like I'm proud of myself for doing it. Yeah. And so this was your first time competing in Arnold. Yeah, it okay. was. And so this I, is, that's crazy yeah. for this to be your first time and it'd be like this. It was, yeah, it was my first time competing and it, it was just, I wasn't until I was like, I think it was the second day where I realized like when I was looking around me, all the competitors, I was like, these literally are like some of the best amateur strong women in the world. That's so crazy. That is I can't awesome. believe I'm here. Yeah. So I was able to appreciate it eventually, which is really good because I've never felt like that in a meet where like, oh my gosh, like I made it somewhere and not to like lose the competitive aspect because obviously I want to do good and win and, you know, I'm going to keep on going. But I did feel like it was an honor to be there with those other women competing. So it was a really cool feeling. Like yeah. I am stoked because it was a very hard prep. Like. I bet. I mean, it's gotta be. And then, and then not to have that, you know, and you, you're very open about dealing with anxiety and things like this, that I'm sure the situation would have caused some of that. 
right? Mm-hmm. Or that over and over. Yeah. I, the, the worst is I don't like not having a plan or not knowing yeah. things. And that's probably a very normal thing. Like we at nationals, um, nationals is actually postponed a month, um, because of the hurricane in Miami. So that was a show I did to qualify for the Arnold. And that really messed with my head because I didn't know when it was going to be rescheduled. And finally it was, everything was great. It worked out fine. I went to the Arnold, but not knowing can mess you up. And just being, it's such a big stage. It's such a big competition. I mean, the weights I was handling the log, which I zeroed on was my max log. Like every competition I've been in, it's been like, okay, 160 for reps. Well, I get to nationals. That is my one rep max. So at that point, <laughs> 180 for reps. All right. That's my, I've been really like chasing after everything Yeah, so hard. So it, it's just, yeah, but, but I didn't let it. I, I, I am, I'm happy with how I handled the Arnold news. Um, I actually wasn't anxious about the whole coronavirus thing and all the changes. Cause I didn't have people coming with me anyways, Yeah, you know, yeah. like, um, so, uh, the one thing that I, it was weird is I haven't woken up with anxiety in the morning before competition and forever, but the night before the Arnold I did, and which is common, I kept waking up with like panic, like, like, <gasps> you know, which is yep. so weird. Yep. It hasn't happened so long. But I mean, I'm able to manage it and that's, that's fine. That's good. You yeah, know, yeah, it yeah, was just so yeah. crazy. I'm like, really? I thought I'd just feel to like sleep and wake up and be fine. Cause that's how I normally am, even though I care a lot, but I literally, literally was like fighting off panic attacks in the morning, but it's just the adrenaline so high. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I can only imagine. Like right, I would, like, I would be hyped take, up for like a day at least. Right. Do you take like pre-workout before you compete? I take it after my bench. Because See, I'm that's usually how, that's like, how I am. yeah, that's how I am. I haven't had enough adrenaline going, uh, that I was like, I didn't have any caffeine the whole, whole first day. I have to poop and pee like <laughs> always right before <laughs> it's like, great. the it's, Arnold, no one's there. You can just poop whenever you want. Dude, It's like, I don't know what it is, <laughs> you know, in dancing hula being on the stage, it was the same thing. So anytime I had to perform, it was like right before it's this yeah, response. Like, oh, no. It's so like primal, like Story you're going to, yes, death. you're going to like shining I, lights. You're in the anxiousness. Just shit yourself right now. <laughs> like, that's I literally all. was Goodness. like, Oh my God. I know. It's so, that's so funny. It is. Uh, it is. That's totally, that's, that's just what happens. Yeah. And I'm so grateful for those bathrooms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> always being there for me. Well, um, everybody knows, nervous. everybody knows you for, for who you are now. Right. So like everybody knows Krispy Kremes and know who you are. They know this kind of strong man, powerlifting woman, but I know there is a backstory to all of this. Like you're not even from California, but you've made California your home. And right. How long have you been living and where did you move from? Maybe you can give us a little backstory right. as to I've why you moved to California. California for a year and a half. It's only so. a year and a half. Yeah. I swear. I felt like you were there for like five years. I know. Right. I don't even know what's going on. I feel like there's so many different chapters in my life. There's so many different like segments. I like, maybe other people feel the same way too, but like, I kind of have like, I feel like I'm not different people, but like, it's just so weird. There's definitely things that really, um, define like who I am in certain places in my life. It's really weird. But, um, so I actually was born in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, until I say there till I was 18. So I'm a Midwest girl. Yes. Okay. That's funny. Cause I lived in, I lived in, uh, Waynesville. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because of the military, you know, so we, St. Louis is like the only place we can go. There's right. nothing. We're like, go party and say, we're going to go shopping. Yes, that's it. Let's and go to Kmart in St. Louis. 
<laughs> yeah, and get some um, rallies or something, emos. <laughs> we didn't um, even have we didn't even have a shopping. We don't have a shopping plaza, so we have Walmart in the commissary. So that's why St. Louis was like yeah, legit. Yeah, you shopping. Yes, yeah, legit. big malls. <laughs> West County Mall, the Galleria. <laughs> but uh, yes, yeah, so I'm from St. Louis, and I moved to Chicago for college. Um, I went for graphic design, and I actually graduated with a Bachelor of Art. And that's at that time is when I realized I wanted to become a personal trainer because that's when I started lifting weights. And I was really into weight loss and high intensity interval training and yes. all that stuff. And so I quit my graphic design job. I was like, I'm, I, I honestly couldn't deal with having a boss, even though my boss was great or a structure that wasn't my own. Is that, that sounds like me. Like I can only take it so long. Like I literally would just like cry every day. That's so like, funny. I have to remind myself that when I get mad, like, Oh, I'm like, it'd be nice to have health insurance, all this stuff. Like I literally would freak out. Like I was like crawling in my skin at the computer. You sound just like me. I'm the same. I mean, my husband, he doesn't have that problem. I, I, I'm like the person that I enjoy being my own boss. What? Like, it's so weird. And I, and I'm still like that. And I, of course I kind of wish I could have adapted a little bit better, but also I want to be doing what I'm doing now. Cause I started, I became a personal trainer and that's when I discovered powerlifting like a year in, cause I went to someone's powerlifting meet and I saw like girls and guys like screaming at the bar, like lifting heavy weights where I was like, wow, like, you know, like I squat 135. I, I want to squat 200. Like, I bet I could do that. I could squat 225 tomorrow. You know, when you first yeah. start, you're all super confident. You think you're going to gain, get all these gains super fast. And so I fell in love with it and I started powerlifting and, um, you know, that was in Chicago and Indiana and then back in Chicago and then St. Louis and then Chicago again. Wow. But I was, wow. in, I was in Chicago for eight years in total. And the last place I worked at was, um, well, I actually, actually got transferred back to Chicago at lifetime fitness when I was as a manager and I hated it at lifetime. Why is that? So I like lifetime a lot. Um, I hated managing personal mm. trainers mm. and also I didn't like convincing people like why they should go to me because yes, I'm, I was different probably than the, what the demographic wanted. Um, you know, I didn't want to just have to entertain what they thought they should do. You know, I wanted the barbell work, right. Which is tiny bit more mainstream now to us in our bubble. We're like, yeah, it's like super accepted. Like everyone wants a barbell train. It's really not. No. <laughs> so I didn't want to have to keep on convincing people you know, I want to say, Hey, this is who I am. This is what I do. Come to me if you want to do it. So I quit because sorry, my life. All I do is quit things. I quit, <laughs> quit lifetime, moved to Rockwell and was like, okay, I'm my own business now. So Rockwell barbell was a powerlifting gym in Chicago. And, um, I knew the owners from like the music scene. Um, cause I used to be really into hardcore music, go to shows. And he said, yeah, you can train here. And so I built my business there and I actually got a lot of clients from like people I knew from the music scene. And like a lot of artists, because that's was my background. Wow, and that's interesting. Really good business there. So wait, wait, you're a graphic designer, and then you had background in music. How? I mean, how did that happen? Oh, did I didn't s- have a background. Like, I, I just like to go to shows. Oh, okay. Course. Yeah. Chicago. Yeah. So, I love it. Yeah. I could see that with Rockwell Barbell too. Their look is oh my god, very like all- Ramones. You know, like I feel like literally the music is so loud there. And <laughs> I, so funny. I went to go visit last year, and I literally, I'm like, I'm a grandma now. I want to be like, turn down the music. I can't because I turn on, like no music now. Like, yeah. 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 But I used to like have to scream when I trained, but they like that environment. And I, I like it too. And definitely, sh- I think they shaped, um, who I am a lot as a trainer and a coach. So, um, I, it was really hard to leave them. 
what made you move to California then? So I went through like, I, I went through a breakup and it was like, which is, which is really crazy how like traumatizing it was for me. Cause it wasn't any type of crazy relationship, but I did get cheated on. Um, and I found out he cheated on me with a ton of girls and girls mm-hmm. I knew in, in powerlifting and people I looked up to, they really messed me up. And, um, and, uh, you know, he was still coming around Rockwell and I was just kind of manic about it. I wasn't, I wasn't dealing with it. Well, I'd never been through such like when you're so blindsided by something and your trust is so broken, you're like, you realize how bad the world is suddenly. Like I was prepping for the Chicago fit expo and my, I was just raging. Like all any videos you see with my, my nose bleeding and me like screaming. It's like, it's uh, (laughs) That was that time. It's around that time. (laughs) And um, I screamed and I cried a lot. Mm -hmm. Like I like literally was just crazy and, um, you know, just trying to deal with it. And that's when I kind of realized I didn't really know how to deal with my own emotions. Mm -hmm. And um, it it really like panicked me. I kind of was like stopped in my tracks and I was like, I want to change. I want out of here. I need to actually just move my leases up. I'm single. And I started actually putting so much more time in myself, my own business, um, honestly, obsessively, instead of into this guy who didn't give me anything, I gave him everything, that everything was going good, growing good. But my emotions and like how I dealt with them wasn't really catching up still. Yeah. Um, but I still moved. I moved. I packed up all my stuff in my car. Um, and that's it. I moved. And you just decided LA was the place to go. Yeah, my sister lives in Los Feliz, um, okay. so that's in, like kind of near Hollywood area. But I moved to Long Beach at first, and I had visited here a few times. I did already have friends here. I mean, the powerlifting scene, like I've competed in, in powerlifting in California, so it's great, you know? Yeah. It's just like music scene. You'll know people. And Amanda um, Hopperican really took me under her wing and was like, hey, like these are all the gyms here. I do online training. I was like, you know what? I've always been kind of against online training because I was at chip my shoulder. Oh, you can only do it in person. Yeah. Like, but this is my opportunity to actually have a life. Cause I was working at, I was at the gym for 12 hours a day, you know, like, yeah. which was, I loved all my clients, but I wanted to have build something that I could do for the rest of my life rather than just when I'm like able-bodied and healthy. Yeah. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> but I it's true. Out. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You can just, and, you can help more people remotely. Right. And I feel like when I moved to California, it was just kind of like the beginning of the story because so much happened. I was still healing from that relationship and I had other crazy relationships since then. And, um, it was just, which not saying that people were crazy. I'm just saying like, I think I just jumped into a lot of things really fast because mm-hmm. I was trying to look for that comfort. Yeah. Cause I felt really, I, I didn't realize like I felt kind of like stunned while I was here, like the first year or first yeah. eight months or something like that. I, was just super anxious and obsessed with working and like growing my business and just um like a lot of people don't know this but like not doing good at all like I was didn't know how like hard I was pushing myself until I just like crashed yeah it crashed hard really yes and so, so it crashed. just came it just came to it just came to a point and what it what yeah. happened with yourself like did you just realize that you had to do something in order to well, help yourself move I just, forward. 
yeah, I was getting really anxious and I went through like a breakup and it just made me feel those same types of feelings again. And I just didn't feel, I didn't have much self-worth and I didn't feel good enough. And, um, I just couldn't, I was super anxious and, um, I was in a really weird place. And my friend said like, you need to go to the hospital. And I went to, I have, I went to, um, like a state facility and it was, and tried to get help. So I just started kind of advocating for myself and trying to find like, since I didn't have California healthcare yet. So it was just basically stepping back and just taking care of me, Yeah, you know, and it was a really scary time. And I'm really grateful for my friends that I have who did that. You know, it's like, it's taken me a long time to admit like what spot I was in. Yeah. And how was that? So once you went through the process of going there, was it, did it take a while? Changing medication Mm -hmm. and, um, it actually was, it was nice because you can just walk in. Um, it was very scary because I lot, saw a lot of like scary things there. Mm-hmm. Like there was a time where I, I literally, what, I don't even know if you want to edit this out, but literally was sitting at the, um, sitting in the waiting room and the door was open. There's security there and stuff like that. But I heard like screaming and I saw a lady jump off the parking garage. Oh my gosh. And so it was just like, it was hard because I didn't really know how to like get back on my feet because of, you know, I, I just was like, my friends are telling me that I'm, I'm do, not doing good because they're so anxious I am. But I was like, I'm fine, you know? Yeah. But I really had to say like, okay, like I have to take care of myself. Like I need to go to this, um, this place and try to get therapy. Eventually, like I actually ended up not able to get therapy because of, um, there's like met there's certain California covered California care and Medicare and all this stuff. So I was in the wrong system and it was really hard. So eventually I was able to, um, uh, you know, I started, I started making money here. So I got my own therapist. Yeah. So that was good, but it was just, I think I underestimated how hard the transition was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and it literally just took me to just like chill out. So what, I, was doing, what was, I was doing too much. What were some of the symptoms maybe that your friends saw that you weren't seeing? Like you were saying you were anxious, but was it like, did you know you were, you were anxious or did you, or did well, they I, see something? There was a point where I was like, kind of like hyperventilating and like kind of um, just like panicking right. a little bit about stuff. Yeah. And they're just like, well, we don't really know how to help you. So you should get help. And I was like, do I need your help? Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah, it wasn't like a big deal. It wasn't like, it wasn't like, Oh, Chrissy's like a terminally ill or something. Yeah. It was like, girl, like you need to go see someone. I think those are the like, most difficult conversations though, because oh my God, I've never had friends just like, kind of just like push me to do something like that. Yep. And I'm so yep. glad they did because yep. I wanted everything to be fine, but it was like, geez, I should have dealt with that back in the day in Chicago. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, those kind of things you just don't know, you know, like I, I developed anxiety going through, you know, my, my divorce and it was a really hard time because I didn't see it coming. I've always been calm and chill and easygoing and I didn't even realize the symptoms. So I would just, I would have panic. I would just be in panic and I'd just be like zoned out. Right. And then just sitting here and everything is growing around me and I didn't understand it. Mm. And then it was a friend that was like, I think 
you might have some panic attacks. I think that's you're developing some anxiety. And <clears throat> it, I think it wasn't until I went to my therapist that I realized how I was in dealing with my own emotions and things. And um, it's really kind of interesting because you think you are, <laughs> but you're really sort of just, well, at least for me, I was just pushing them aside. Right. I didn't know how to really identify them or talk about them or articulate about them or anything. Right. And so that's really, I feel like I've been working on that the last year and it's helped me so much. Like, and there's like, it's crazy. They've been listening to like a lot of like um, books, like, on like love and attachment that's helped a lot. Um, also, um, just like even things that are really helpful online that like therapists meme pages posts that like identify emotions and what they really mean and stuff like that. I check back to those all the time. So I think I just did not want to have to deal with myself because I wanted to get stronger at the gym. I want my business to do good. I want to have a good relationship, but it was just like, and so I think the last, I don't know, I've, I've been like single and on my own for a while now, you know, again, kind of getting back, you know, my own, like kind of have more perspective on things. Yeah. And I just feel like a lot better. Like I, you know, I have a handle and I, I'll listen to myself more. Like it's really not a big deal if I wait a day to do this or that or yeah. make this or that. It's not a big deal. Right. That's the, that's the best part. It's probably the way that, like you said, the way you can handle things now or your perspective on certain things. How about training? Did you think it affected your training? Oh yeah, it did a lot. Like I, um, with my training, yeah, there was days where like I could, couldn't like my sumo that I pulled at the LA fix, but I think it was like around four forty-five or something like that. But like, two some like two it was literally like 225 like it was like moving super slow one day because I was just tired from being just like so emotionally drained yeah Yeah. and so it really does um take a toll like on your training and honestly that's kind of what I remind myself I gotta keep myself like cool you know yeah and it kind of happened with the Arnold um and it wasn't like uh I think I kept my cool but it was just a hard prep mentally because I, um, herniated two discs in my back and it's really hard when you you're telling your, like you're, you know, you're strong enough to do something, but you can't deadlift 135. And then in four weeks you have to deadlift 375 for as many as you can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? So it's just, it's a lot, but like, I think that all me, you know, cause I dealt with a lot of stuff when I was younger like an anxiety and panic disorder. So I, I know how to deal with that. Yeah. I, I don't, didn't, I saw that as a weakness. So I didn't want to acknowledge I was having that again. Right. Um, and I still do. That's why I was like, I was like, I have to mention something about it to her. Cause I was like, I have to like own it because it's not something that I used to have. It's something that will pop up, you know, every few years, every few months, every day, so, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And just like the coronavirus, (laughs) but you have to deal with it and it sucks. Yeah. I mean, being, being truthful, I, I mean, just yesterday, um, we're just, you know, when we're talking about so many different parts of like our business, uh, and then the family and then talking about the future, that's what always kind of triggers it for me when I talk about the future. So if I live in the moment, it's usually okay. But if I start talking and like projecting like, Oh, okay. End of the year, 
I, we want to do this and we want to be able to go here, but then right. next year we want to do this. And in my mind, I think like, oh, we'll need this much money. We need this many people to be involved. We'll need this many people to, you know, help us out with this. And then it, it starts to, I just start to feel right so overwhelmed. I think what's weird is that I think just this year was the first time that I've had moments where I've lived in the moment. Oh, that's awesome. I'm just like, yeah, feel kind of, it's, it's so weird. Like, but when I, and I think a lot of it was just moving to LA, like it's very fast paced here. It's, um, you, I would see everything, what all my friends are doing, everyone's social media, we're all doing the same thing. We're all the same business. We're all coaching and stuff like that. So it always seems so fast and you feel like you're falling behind. Yes. And so that's what, and that might be what you're feeling too. And so that is why I couldn't live in the moment, which I always say like the process is the best part. Like everything I do here is freaking cool. Yeah. I'm sure there might be someone out there, you know, as I look at someone and be jealous of them, they are looking at me and say, Oh, I wish I could work out all day and yeah. it's like I'm having fun all day, you know, like, but, and so I'm trying to start to enjoy it. Like, it's like, why am I trying to make everything so painful? Yeah. Isn't that funny how we do that? Yeah, I know. I- so slowly but surely I'm almost 30. And slowly but surely, I think I'm figuring out a little bit how to enjoy life. Well, listen, you're, you're ahead of me. Okay. I'm almost okay. 40. And I'm still trying to figure that out. So <laughs> it's a process. It is. And it's good so, to know that people that you're continuously figuring out. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And I, I feel like I've seen a lot of people respond to your honesty on social media, you know, talking about this, your poof pins, um, you know, the just ways that you've been very open, um, on social media, how do you have people reached out to you and talk to you about all that? Yeah, people do, um, reach out to me about that. And I always feel like there's a balance because I do want to protect myself and my own privacy. And that's why a lot of times when I go through stuff, I don't really talk about it because I don't like really bringing negativity because there's so much Yeah, like I, it gets to me. So when I'm, I like to talk about it after I go through things like it's taken me a year to tell some people like, Oh, like I went to like the mental hospital. Like that's like, that happened. Like I was like working in the mirror, but like I was going kind of nuts, but like, but, um, but yeah, people do, people do, you know, um, I think it's good and, and, and it helps me as much as, you know, as it helps them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because you just know that it's, you know, something needs to be dealt with, but you're not alone. Like, and and that's good. But, you know, I don't give like therapist advice and say like, I'm glad that, you know, that spoke to you, like you're not alone. And, um, yeah. Yeah. I think I don't have the mental capacity to go through it and talk about it at the same time. Kind of like what you're talking about, you know, like I, I think I have to come out of, uh, those feelings and before I can actually speak to them, in a way that might be helpful too, you know, like, right. I, I don't know if I, if I just say like, Oh, this is what's happening. And I, I can't right. really articulate maybe how I was able to see the light at the tunnel. Yeah. Or, yeah. I don't like the people to see the process of me going through it. Cause yeah. like me talking about that, I'm like, Oh man, if you've really th- heard my thoughts, then like, yeah. that's crazy. Oh my gosh. And totally. the, yeah. And I think the one thing is like what we attach our identities to. So like, I also switched sports, which they're not huge changes. Still, still, I still have like all the same friends, still see like a lot of the same people, but my identity was switched, was in powerlifting and not saying I was the best in the world by any means, 
But when I switched to strongman, like I could, could barely do the empty log. So like, it was like a big drastic, like, Oh my gosh. And I, and I was putting a lot of pressure on myself to yeah. do good, in the, good in the sport. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was a lot too. So I didn't have anything to cling to, right. um, right. in that regard. So I think that's why, um, powerlifting and strongman and those types of sports are, are really important for people with or dealing with mental health issues, but also you need to keep the perspective. Like you don't want to make your mental health worse. Yeah. You know, obviously you're gonna have good days and bad days. You can be hard on yourself. You can give yourself props, but like to put all your value into it, it's honestly just not a good coping mechanism. No, that's like, what I did after my breakup. And that's mm-hmm. why like lifting made me go crazy. <laughs> right. I, you know, I think that was parts of me, like I will get back in shape and I will be great, yeah. you know, like all these things. And it's just empty in the end because you're, you know, you're, you're, you can't control what happens, right? You can't control if you're going to win. You, right. And, and then when you do lose, it's going to feel like it's all crashing down. That's how it felt for me at least. Yeah. Cause you got to do it for the right reasons for you. You yeah. know, like, yeah. I always tell like my clients, well, it's okay. That's giving you an extra little extra fire right now, but just remember that your goal, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, it's totally. okay to have that little extra fire. Like, oh, I want to beat this person or I want a little cot because my ex, this, that, you know, like, that's fine. <laughs> Normal. Yes. But it's like, it couldn't be your only thing. Cause that was probably like my sole purpose in life probably for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that I always talk about that? Like, I hate that that was such a strong motivator for me, but that anger is very like that proving wrong kind of yeah. thing. Oh, but I don't like yeah. the feeling it gives me. No, I don't either. That was yeah. the first time I dealt with the anger. I was always sad. I was depressed. <laughs> so I, when I was anger, angry, I felt like out of control. I was just like, Oh my God, this feeling is just so strong. That's like so crazy. Well, you're crazy. over there like, ah, bleeding you through your what? nose. I know. But you know what? You're wasting energy though. It's like yeah. such a waste of energy. It is. That's so funny. Well, I wanted to get into our questions because everybody had right. wonderful questions for you. And so we're starting off with Strongman, which I think is great since we're kind of transitioned. And so I'm not even going to ask you why you went to Strongman because... One of our first questions is from Alicia, who's actually one of my athletes at the gym. And uh, she said, what motivated you to start training for strongman? Did you start in powerlifting first? Which we answered that. If so, how did that transition go? And what do you like or dislike about powerlifting versus strongman? So first, how about what what motivated you to start strongman? Okay. So after that LA Fit Expo, I was super into like, um, improving my technique because I'm not as technical on the power lifts as I think I should be. And I got super boring. <laughs> like, I literally was so bored and I needed a little break. And, um, I actually had a coach, um, Josh Bryant. He is jailhouse strong on Instagram and has lots of books and stuff. He, you, when I, I, he was uh, coaching me, he would have me doing farmer carries and yoke carries um, and I loved it. I was like, that's what strongman is. Right. You know, like, but it, strongman is much more than that. But I was like, I know I love doing that stuff. And so I, um, Amanda introduced, introduced me to these ladies at CrossFit Divinity, which is in Torrance. And they, I said, Hey, can I train with you guys? And they like, we'll train you. And I started training for my first show and I just fell in love with the training. It was just pushing me in different ways. It made me realize how much I sucked at certain things. Yeah. And it just made me feel that like fire again. And that's, that's why I stuck with it. Um, it just was really fun. And then I was like addicted, you know, cause yeah. it's something new and you know, what you need to work on and stuff like that. 
So, so what, what would you say you dislike about powerlifting versus strongman? Um, that part, so, the, the technique. Right. Well, so like, I would have said this before because, um, it's just, I didn't, I didn't know. Cause I still love powerlifting, but now that I've been exposed to different things, um, powerlifting is, it's, it's weird because I don't like powerlifting. I like powerlifting all because the same thing. So I like how powerlifting is literally like you made the lift. This is your total. This is, you know, the judges said you did this right yay you know i yeah. love how official it is it's just raw it's like either you did it or you didn't yeah. you know you have this heavy weight in your back you're it's so cool but i also don't like it because i'm like okay well guess what i'm not the best squatter so <laughs> <laughs> so if we do these five events and i can sc- score okay on all of them yeah still be the best. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what's fun about strongman. Um, it's cause there's more variety. You never know. You have to start thinking about, um, with competing a strategy. You have a, definitely can have, a, you definitely have a strategy in powerlifting, especially when you're really competitive because you know, yourself competing, you know, who you're competing with, you know, everyone scores open powerlifting, but with strongman, like anything can happen. Some of a trip, like even the best person could, you know, just fumble a little bit. Um, one less rep, stuff like that. Um, I love the strategy and thinking about it. And, um, that's, what's really cool to me. So that's awesome. Yeah. I think like, um, I want to get into strongman. That's like the next Avenue, but I wanted to kind of maximize my powerlifting just right. to get a straight lifts as much as I can. I still very much enjoy it. I enjoy the technique, the boringness, but it is boring in that sense. Like I do, um, miss athletic, some of the athletic things I used exactly. to do. Um, but yeah, I could, I could totally see that. And right. And- it's hard because I do like seeing that progressive, yeah. you know, uh, that, that it, it, it's good. You know, you're getting stronger, you know, last cycle you're doing this and that. Yeah. So I like that, but I was never an athlete growing up. I did dance, ah. um, but I wasn't like the best dancer. I was on um, Palm, so like the halftime like dance team in high school. Oh my god! And then when I switched schools, I did competitive hip hop. I wasn't the best dancer either, so everyone's always like, "Oh, Christy, you dance." I'm like, especially now, I'm like just like this tight muscle, like I can't, I can't move. <laughs> so, so yeah. So there's a uh, yeah. Well, now, I'm gonna, say, now oh, I'm gonna have to see you. You're gonna have so to go now, to something. <laughs> no, 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 no. So now. Um, now that I'm training a little bit more athletically, actually a lot more athletically, it's cool because I can finally kind of like feel like an athlete, like that in that sense, Yeah. like have some type of athletic training. Cause I wish I would have even done CrossFit before this or something to get me a little faster. Cause I'm slow mm, and you can get away with being slow with powerlifting. There's a lot of slow lifters like, um, Steffi Cohen, her squats are super slow. She's yeah. super strong. You know, yeah. it's just like, there's tons. There's I mean, tons. Susan, I always talked about that with Susan and I joke that I'm not very fast either. And, uh, I attribute that to like doing bodybuilding where everything is like controlled. And you think, yes. I'm like, Oh, I probably fucked myself by doing that. But <laughs> all right. So we got, uh, Mr. Mac play. So M A C C underscore play random. If you could be any character in either a cartoon or animated movie, who would you be and why? Oh, this is a fun one. Yeah, it is. So I grew up like um, definitely watching like Rugrats yeah. and yeah, like, yeah, Rugrats and Hey Arnold and Doug and all that stuff. So when you say that, like that's what I think like automatically. But my, I think I would be. This is so weird. 
but like my favorite scene from a movie is from all dogs go to heaven the puppies are eating pizza <laughs> it looks like really good so i'd be want to be one of the puppies eating the pizza <laughs> super that's random what, i know it's so random <laughs> but like literally that's like the first thing came to my mind so i have to stay true to it now i'm gonna have to watch um, it with my kids and be like See? although i did think like Benelli from um, Recess is really cool. Oh my gosh, how funny. The cool combat boots. So if I had to have a cartoon outfit for the rest of my life, it'd be her outfit. Yeah, totally. But that's probably better. <laughs> yeah, I like it. No, I like the dogs. You no, know, it says I, something I about just, what you, the feeling you want. Dogs, so, yeah. <laughs> you want the feeling of eating pizza and being I, happy in that moment. so good in that. Like, especially like, <laughs> eating, like anime food. Yeah. You're uh, like, oh, it's so delicious. Like, so I want to eat it all. All right, so we have a Soaker Chick 111. What made you decide to move to California and will you stay there? So I guess you kind of talked about why you decided to go right. to California. Yeah, and but why California? Why yeah, why California? Why not New York or Florida? I always thought I'd be more of a New York person. Like Yeah, I um, could see that. Like East Coast person because I was in Chicago. I was used to like the cold and stuff like that. And I love Chicago because I like it's a like Gotham City. I like that look. I like walking in cities that are walkable. Um, but I visited my sister a few times in LA and I always thought I'd never be okay and want to go to California, but it just, after a few times it kind of rubbed off on me and it just mm. was like, it's so nice. There's palm trees. I mean, that's honestly what it was, was, I should have thought a little bit more about the cost of living, but I mean, <laughs> will I stay there? They have palm trees. For the time being, yes. I love my gym. I love my friends. I mean, I do miss like everyone back in Chicago, but I, I, you know, I'm starting and I finally love, I finally feel like I have a routine and I'm home. So yes, but also it's just hard to live here. I mean, it's, Mm -hmm. I live by myself, rent's expensive. Like it's not easy. Like you plan on staying there. I don't know for how long I want to, because I like my gym. I like my coach and I like, you know, like I train a house of power. I like my team. Um, I just don't know, you know, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't say like, I would say like at least, three more years or something. But I don't know where else I'd go. I just know that I probably don't want to pay rent for the rest of my life like this. Maybe I want to buy a house one day. I don't oh know. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I mean, St. Louis is probably much more affordable. Oh, it is. But oh, I just can't. I love it's hard because I screwed myself over. I, it's so I can go outside all the time Yeah. here, you know, but also we'll see if, if something ever makes me want to feel like I need to settle down somewhere. I probably move, but I don't know. For now, we'll you're going to be there. For now, I'm here, and that's what it is, and I, like I love it. it. I like it. I miss I miss California, so I can't blame you. Right. Um, all right. So Miss Murray underscore 13 says, how do you deal with self-doubt? Oh, my God. I'm such a self-doubter sometimes. Like, right. some, I, I'm an overthinker, too. Do you ever think, like, am I doubting myself? Or am I subconsciously doubting myself? I see some people. It's like Inception. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I, I'm like, oh man, am I an overthinker? Obviously, I am. Yeah, <laughs> I'm but, overthinking my thinking. <laughs> yeah, I deal with clients having self doubt all the time, and I have a lot of self doubt. Like, I feel like, even though I don't know it, I kind of like sometimes I wear it on my face too. And, um, but how do I deal with it? I mean, I always, I, I do get angry at myself sometimes, and I talk to myself and I say. Um, sometimes bad words <laughs> before I lift, but also I just don't want the, the thing to stop me be me. That'd be like literally the worst thing. If it was like, I'm the person, I'm the thing that's in between me and my goals. Yeah. So, um, how I deal with it really is kind of looking back at like all the other times if I've ever doubted myself and still 
succeeded or gotten over it in the past, like little things that kind of build, you know, yeah. like with Arnold, like I used to, like, I think back to nationals when I didn't think I'd be able to hit the 160 log and, but I still did, you know, like yeah. I still, still, when I was there, I just looked around and I said, all these other girls are hitting it. Why can't I hit it? And right. it was like the first time I ever thought something like that, like, you know, that person's not perfect technique. I don't have perfect technique. Right. I still, who cares? I'll hit it, you know? Yeah. Um, I, it's mostly just looking back at other times where I've succeeded yeah. and it, you yeah. build, you build off of it, but you got to first go out there and do, do one thing first. <laughs> so yeah. if it's your first meet or something, just do it. I mean, who knows what my total was my first meet. I did no idea what I was doing. I have no coach, no handler. Just like, what's going on? I still, I still have videos of my first one. And I was like, it was an unsanctioned meet. And I've talked about okay. it before. And uh, it was unsanctioned. This guy actually was trying to start his own federation. So the shit was just wild. When I look at it now, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, what was right. he thinking? Like, what were we all thinking? Yeah. It's just like, a, <laughs> what my coaches say, like a blip in like your, your lifting career. Like yeah. this when I was freaking out about, about me being injured, um, he's like, Chrissy, this is just like, you're going to go further than this. Just like a blip in your, yeah. in the thing. Yeah. I, so, I think that's, that's a good one that you, what you said though, like looking back and finding the moments where you did well and say, Hey, like, you know, this is, I've done this. I've done this. Look at them. They're doing it. They're not amazingly perfect yeah. either. You know, like, I, I think that's important because there's a lot of times where I'm like, you know, am I, am I going to do this? Can I move back and do all these things? I'm like, well, my mom did it and yeah. she did it with less. And, you know, so right. it's like and ways it also, that I can encourage yeah. that. It comes with experience too. I mean, since I didn't do many sports, it took, you know, how many meets for me to not wake up in a panic attack before one? A lot. Right. So I had to keep on doing the freaking meets in order to do that. So I right. could focus enough to execute. Right. As the experience. As I could. Yeah, totally. Like, so it's experience. Um, so that's the weird thing. So it's like you have to push yourself to do it, but at first you don't want to do it. Yeah. Like, I, I've totally woken up before me before I'm like, why the f why did I sign up for this <laughs> myself? I'm like, oh yeah, because I like to make myself do things that are scary, yeah. you know. And now they're not scary anymore. I think that's so beautiful to hear, though, because you know when people, if nobody heard that and they just look on the surface of somebody like you, you know, you're you're beautiful, you're confident, you're open, you're very real, but you know you look like you have it all together, right? Everybody looks like they have it all together on social media, but really you've probably, you know, shit your pants. Like I have a few times before where you're just like, Oh my gosh, what, why would I choose this meet? Or why did I think that I can compete with these people? You know? And uh, yeah. there's many times where I was like, what? But it, it, it's one of those things where it's like, what do you have to lose? Yeah, exactly. And when, when, and, and totally I, I zeroed log this time. So basically I didn't get a rep with the 180 log. So I, Went out there, all the cameras, first event, no reps. Oh my gosh, one eighty. And there was strong, but there was a uh, Rob Kearney, the world's strongest gay. That's his yes. handle on Instagram. Uh -huh. Was watching, and I don't think I don't know if he was watching me, but I knew that he was out in the crowd because I saw him earlier. And you know, like I just like, and I'm sure who knows Arnold Schwarzenegger may have watched. Who knows? But you know, it's like the worst thing could ever happen happened, yeah. and I survived. Yeah, didn't lose. Yeah. I did great the next event, which was deadless, which I thought, which was crazy because I was Back. super injured a few weeks before. Right. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's just like, no one probably noticed because there's a bunch of weights, but you know, like, yeah. like I, it sucks for me, believe me, I wanted it, but it's like the worst thing that ever happened really isn't the worst right. ever, you right. know, it's like, <sighs> that's great. No, that's good to hear. All right. Strong and salty apparel. 
Oh, who's that? <laughs> Who could that be? How does she like her bagels? There's got to like be some back- salty. Ah! I like bagels. <laughs> I'm so basic. I'm so plain, <laughs> which is which is good. I'm definitely on on brand there. So you don't um, like any cream or anything. You don't like peanut butter. Oh, oh I uh oh so man, I like no, I like it all. So I before events, before I kind of got down on my diet lately, I would have um, a bagel sandwich with egg, bacon, and cheese on a salt bagel, and because salt the salt's good for your lifting, and then. On competition days, I usually have – I bought a bunch of Einstein bagels this time, but sometimes I'll eat them plain, those. but sometimes I'll put peanut butter and jelly in them, Yeah, whatever. Yeah. I like bagels with cream cheese too. I like to – and you know in St. Louis, they slice them at Panera. Well, I guess St. Louis Bread Co., they slice them like bread. I didn't know that. Do they? Yeah, do. Yeah. I don't think I ever realized that. They have, yeah, they have like that as an option. A lot of people get it, which is crazy. It's good though. And then you can I put would totally do that. on every piece. Yes, I would totally. Do. Well, I see. I like peanut butter and honey. Like I'm. Yeah, peanut I butter just, honey is good too. That's like my favorite yeah. go-to. Someone brought me a jar of honey one time when I was a trainer, and I literally ate it like I'm. <laughs> like it was a huge <laughs> jar. I, I somehow I must like I don't know maybe I was I was honestly probably putting peanut butter on a spoon and then pouring honey on the. Oh spoon. my gosh, that's so many. That's so much sugar. <laughs> I know. Well, I went from like when I started powerlifting, I went from like 135 to like 150 pretty fast. But <laughs> it's okay. I'm powerlifting. <laughs> I'm like, no, it was, that's why it was good for me. It was. All right. We have um, um, Marg. Okay. I'm just going to say this M A R A G M O, Marg Margmo asked, What is your go to dinner? Oh, my go to dinner. Gosh, this is so lame. Like a fun dinner or what? Well, so lately it's been your basic like, dinner. Oh, a what? Your basic dinner. <laughs> oh, my basic dinner? <laughs> I mean, it's a good day when I pick my ground beef over my chicken and rice. <laughs> like, no, this is so good. Honestly, I'm super basic. So like I said, I live alone. So I meal prep all my meals and I freeze them and just so they don't go bad. And then I, as I go, because I do it in like bulk, I'm crazy like that. But so that would be like my favorite meal. So a lot of times I'll have chicken and rice, beef and rice. I'll make myself steak sometimes. Nice. So that's good. That's what you think. But I am not a good cook. So my favorite <laughs> meal would probably be like anything that I'm not making. <laughs> um, I like, I like, and I, but I'm, I'm also weird and picky. I like sushi. I like sandwiches. I'm not a big burger person. I never have fast food. I love ice cream. So if I could just have dinner for or ice cream for dinner, that's that's good. What's your favorite ice cream? Um, so I mean my favorite, like you get the grocery store would be like Ben and Jerry's. It's called ice cream Sammy or milk and cookies. Oh, those are good oh, ones. Are good. Yeah. Have What's you had yours? the Amer- well my husband's favorite from Ben and Jerry's is uh, American Dream or American Cone. Yeah. Um yeah. Stephen yeah, Stephen Colbert's one. Yeah, the Stephen Colbert one. Oh yeah. yeah. So good. I'm a I'm a big fan of mochi ice cream. So I'll always I buy love it too. I love that too. God, yes. I just could eat that all day. But you know it's so funny. So I'm getting old, so my stomach can only handle one little what? thing at a time. Yes. And then I get bubble guts. I'm like, what, what is going on? Oh, no. I'm lactose intolerant. Yes. I, I could seriously oh my god, I eat Oh, it'll happen. I could eat so much ice cream. Yeah. But yeah, that's good. So ice cream for dinner <laughs> would be my favorite. Your go-to. My go-to. And chicken and rice. Okay. Chicken and I could see that. That's, I mean, that's to me the easiest to prepare too. I do the same thing. Well, I'll freeze them and then I take them out as a, you know, as I'm I need them. I'm glad you say that because everyone thinks I'm, I literally, 
I don't know many people who freeze them. I'm like, no, I just, when I have like a free six hours, uh, six hours, I meal prep like literally so much and I freeze it all. Yeah. And it's good for a few weeks. I I haven't done it in a while, but when I was, you know, when I get back into really trying to meal prep, because my husband cooks a lot, so I don't do too much meal prep anymore, but I used to, I used to freeze them either in bags or in the actual Tupperware and just just bring it out two days before it thaws out. It's perfect. Right. It's great. It's great. All right. Let's see. (laughs) We have, uh, Miss Seti Marie said, tell me everything about your dogs. Also, if someone wanted to try out some strongman stuff for fun, what would you suggest they try? So first let's, let's talk about your little poochers. My poochers. Well, I have them in the other room right now in the living room. They're chilling. Um, because I knew that they'd be a little cra- crazy over here right now. They have been good. They must be napping. So I adopted my dogs. I was um, browsing this site called adoptapet.com, and it took me to a um, pictures of these two doggies. They're brother and sister. They're from the same litter. And um, I just was like, I need them. And I'd been thinking about getting a dog because, especially since I live alone, and I love dogs. Like I grew up with a dog. Um, I've been wanting to get a dog for a long time, but I've lived in apartments for 10 or 11 years now. Yeah. And it just makes things harder. Yep. And yep. so I was like, okay, fine. I'll get a small dog. Yeah. <laughs> but then I saw the pair and they were just so cute. Oh, and they so, are so adorable. I went to um, see them. I ended up adopting them. And the next day I took them to watch a powerlifting meet. <laughs> They're already getting acclimated, but yeah. you know, they're my babies. And like, we go to the, either go to the dog park every day or we'll go the, to the beach or something like that. So they get, keep me active. Yeah. Um, but they're really funny. They fight, play together all the time. They like have completely different personalities. Pep Pep's like super hyper. And like, if I, he's like a weasel, if I drop anything, like even in the bathroom, he literally like somehow comes out of nowhere, grabs it and runs under my bed. Are and you I, serious? I just laugh because it's so funny. He's so good at it. And then Tootie's like scared of a lot of things. She's Aww. a little one, but like also like super feisty. It just depends if she's comfortable or not. But yeah, they sleep with me every night. Um, I don't see a story go by. Not one day goes by yeah. before I see them snuggled up in your blanket. And then, yeah, or them so, like going at it. It's so funny. They're so like, I don't know, they make me laugh. Like I just always just say they're so stupid. Cause like they're stupid and they make me laugh. Like, oh, I love it. And so they're cute. They're my babies. So well, I love them. what else? So if someone wanted to try some strongman stuff for fun, what would you suggest they try? I'm, and I'm, she is a power lifter. So what would you, right. what would you yeah. suggest be a good, um, starting place? I would say um, definitely yoke. It depends like if she wants to just do strongman stuff or if she wants to, you know, um, like something better powerlifting. But I always, I think yoke's fun because it kind of teaches you how to move fast. Yep. Um, also farmer carries. And that's, those are both equipment that are at a lot of gyms. Yep. I mean, maybe not so much, but, you know, some powerlifting gyms. Um, I also love sandbags because you can do so much with them. So like uh, you can do your front carries with them. You can press them. You can, you know, act like they're a stone, act like they're a Like there's a lot of things you could do with those. So, um, that's going to build like your core strength and your endurance, especially if you're walking with the sandbag. Yep. So yep. I would say those things. And then I'd also say work a lot on your shoulder stability. Um, just cause I know 
and mobility because when I first went from powerlifting to strongman, I couldn't raise my arms above my head well enough to lock out the Viking press. Mm. And it was like kind of slowing my press down. I was kind of fighting against my body. So getting that better overhead mobility if you're going to start strongman is really important yeah. too. Yeah. Wonderful. You know, I think that, and I think the yoke and any kind of carries are the easiest to kind of transition to, you know, right. like you can just, exactly. I loved having a yoke on my back. I was like, holy crap. This is oh just, just walking with that thing is so, it's so crazy. Cause it's tiring. It's tiring. Yeah. <laughs> it I loved makes, it. Like quads like ache, like afterwards, even the farmer is just like my, all my legs just ache. Yeah. That's so funny. Well, I, I love that. Those are, I think those are easy things for people to transition and try. And right. I, I think it would only help their lifts that they were able yeah, to. Yeah, those know. are, those will definitely only help. I mean, it's so fun. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely fun. All right. So we have Sassacass. Oh, I like that. Sassacass, that is Sassafras. Sassacass87 <laughs> said, I'm struggling with nutrition. How much should I be eating calorie macro wise? How to keep up with it? Side note, I love that you're having Christy on the show. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. She inspired me to start powerlifting after I found her randomly on IG one day. Oh, that's wonderful. All right. That so is she's struggling with nutrition. How should you should she be eating calorie macro wise? Right. So that is obviously super individual. Um it, it's it's crazy to kind of see because I would just honestly pick a source that is trusted. I trust RP strength. And I actually, that was the, and yes, granted they're my sponsor, but the thing was I read their book. Um, this was a long time ago. Someone sent me a, a copy that was like free, like they stole or something, you know, like whatever. Wasn't, well, I wasn't supposed to have the PDF, right? I so, the same thing. so I would, I would choose something like that and read about the importance of nutrition with now that she's powerlifting. Um, powerlifting so you can understand what those macronutrients do for you because i'm yeah. not gonna sit here and just tell you all about what all the macronutrients do to you because that's boring yeah, yeah. but <laughs> but i would say the most important thing for um it's 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 crazy because they're all important but i would say the most important thing for a powerlifter would be uh, protein and carbs yeah for sure um you know they're, they're and obviously like let uh, someone person for any, some type of medical condition might need the keto. That's fine. So it's very specific to the individual. Um, but how to stay on it is basically whenever I start a new phase of my diet, whether it's bulking or cutting, it does take me a full month to start being on track. Right. I just will try and try mess up and try. And then eventually I'm just like, Oh wait, like if I'm cutting, like I, like I finally lost three pounds suddenly and then I'm motivated. I'm like, Oh, I'm doing, doing it right. Like yep. I'm good. You know, and with bulking, you're going to be uncomfortable, but I would choose a source. I like RP strength because they tailor it to the athlete. And just, even if you don't want to do their app or anything yet, just read about it. Um, I would say, you know, people argue about this, but at least one gram of protein per pound of body weight. Yeah, you know? I agree. And, and eat carbs for your workout yeah, before yeah. and after, you know, like, um, but it's important to, to learn and understand, but I would definitely, for me, knowing how it affects my performance motivates me to do the actual meal prepping. Right. To stay on it. I, you know, that stay is, on. yeah, totally. Yeah. And I, I think so, that's yeah. the best because RP strength to me is, um, 
they think about performance and it is tailored to you. So if you are not sure, Miss Sassacast, if you're not sure what your macro breakdown is, you know, reach out. Um, I think, do you use their app or do you actually go with their, their nutrition training? You so yourself. I use their app. I okay. use their app personally because it's really easy because the algorithm can change. Like with your body weight changes, right, it'll right. change for you, like your macros and stuff like that. And you put in like the time you work out and stuff like that. Right. Awesome. Um, so yeah. Yeah. You should try, try that out. Reading, reading up on it. Yep. Um, any kind of trusted source, um, you know, scientifically backed yeah so you can understand first because like i think sometimes i like i feel like everyone understands like what carbs do for you you know but i don't think they do because you get all this like bull crap still so oh, yeah totally yeah. there's so much mix of information that it's, it is hard to sift through it so i think the best way is to kind of just go deep into one and just go, go deep on. into one yeah go, go, one. go deep girl yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right we have ang bane I probably said that wrong. Hi, Christy. What does your typical training day look like start to finish? So on my, so I have like three regular training days and one event day. So the regular training days, I guess you could see, think of it more of a powerlifting um, workout. I'm not powerlifting, but like you would say, like I'd have a lower body day. Um, so I'd work on squats, deadlifts or, and then lower body accessories. Okay. So either or squats or deadlifts. I have, uh, I have coach, um, uh, uh, my coach, Nick, um, out of house of power does my programming. So whatever he says, a lot of it has to do with like also, um, you know, some are like athletic movements as well. So like jumping and sprinting and stuff like that. Um, and then I have an upper body day and my upper body day, sometimes I'll do like a speed bench, sometimes I'll do overhead, Sometimes I implement the log. It's a little bit, sometimes I have bands and chains. A lot of times I have bands and chains and upper body accessories. Um, and then on my third day, it's either a prehab day or um, I'm working on something else, just whatever he says. So if I'm close to contest, it'll be a prehab day. Okay. So I'm just, okay. it's very light. I'm doing hurdle over, unders, band pull apart, reverse hypers, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty simple stuff, inverted rows. Um, and then my event training day, that's when you see me on Instagram with all this other strong men and strong women. And I either do three or four events and it's not always, it's not really the comp simulation, not what the, what my contest is going to be, but like, you know, cause you have to work up to it. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but it, that takes forever and a lot of it's setting up, but it's very exhausting. Like you said, like the yoke feels crazy. Well, let's say you have the yoke, but you did the after deadlifts, which you did the after log, yeah. you know, like. So it, it takes a long time. Everyone has to go. It's really fun. Um, and so Saturdays I do that. And then the rest of the day I don't do anything. And if I eat a pint of ice cream, that's when it's going to be. <laughs> I'm not going to yeah. I love it. I'm not going to lie. I'm sorry, RP Strength. But like <laughs> strong man is no joke on my body. So it's a lie. I think that's I one think of the that things that I, I was surprised about, like how long it took when I was training with um, some of the guys in Texas that they were there on Saturday. They, they were there like four or five hours. I was like, yo, dude, I can't be here like that long. That's hella long. Yeah. It's an, it's, <laughs> you have to like invest a lot of time yeah. into it. Even when I, even if I'm like everywhere I competed and I'm training for a different contests, like, um, it takes a long time because you yeah. warm up for all the specific events. You know, you have to move this over here. You move this outside. You have to yeah. move this. It's so much. I mean, we, it's kind of better. I don't know. It's kind of better. I'm training with people now. Cause like, 
for the truck pull. It's like, I need someone with a truck and a rope. And then someone helped me move the 500 tire, 500 pound tire outside. And then we, you know, like it's yeah. just, we did keg throws the other day. We had to go put the kegs in the truck and drive to the park and throw them over a tree branch. Like, oh was, my gosh. Are you kidding me? We all had to do circus dumbbell with two circus dumbbells going, but you know, everyone's taking turns. Then we had our two our drop sets and it's just, it's a lot. Yeah, that it's, is a lot. But I don't do anything else. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that's really one yeah. of those things where you're going to prioritize that. So it's like, yeah, why not? I like doing it. So <laughs> yeah. it's like, whatever. Um, all right. So <laughs> this one's funny. Werewolves, not swearwolves. Tell us how to quirk. I don't. Even, can you tell oh, us my, how to quirk? I'm not sure. Yeah, kind of. Can you explain what quirk is for our listeners? Yeah. Quirk is just the way that I shake my legs on a boomerang on Instagram story. <laughs> And honestly, a lot of people, it's so funny. A lot of people bend their knees and like kind of like just jiggle their legs. Yeah. And it's not a quirk. It's more about if you ever think about someone says like spread the floor, um, you know how like you create torque when mm-hmm. you're lifting. It's kind of like that. You're doing that through the floor and squeezing your quads and then relax and squeeze, relax. Yeah. And then, yeah so you got to externally rotate a little bit. <laughs> This is like, I think I was doing it wrong. I was kind of doing it like a stripper would make it clap, but I was doing it in the front. I I like, but I I appreciate (laughs) all types of quirks. It's fine. Everyone has their own style. That's okay. I love it. I love it. All right. Um, Question for both of you. Have you ever experienced self-sabotage? And if so, how were you able to overcome that? And this is from our Arikaye, maybe that's how you say it. Arisali, maybe. <clears throat> self-sabotage have you ever experienced self-sabotage <clears throat> for sure i mean i i if i keep failing a lift and this is just kind of like the surface level of life i don't i i can't think too deeply right now about self-sabotage in my actual life but <laughs> in lifting all the time i mean i was super stressed out before the arnold and i kept missing the circus dumbbell and i was trying to i was like no one ever taught me this no and this was i've only done this three times like i was getting mad i i become like sometimes i become a baby right yeah. so we all uh, yeah like i did a really good day and he we lowered the weight and like i literally i don't think i was like even trying anymore i was just like trying to be like eh, and like the weight wouldn't move i was like i just can't do it you know so so when i get frustrated i think like sometimes like i just i shut down like i just and that's not good for me i've, I've gotten a little bit better at it about yeah. dealing with that but i don't know if that's ever happened <laughs> to you but <laughs> How do you self-sabotage sometimes? Oh, I do. I, I probably do it more so emotionally than through lifting. So I will emotionally shut down when I don't want to actually even deal with whatever the situation is or the emotions that I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. So I will, which is self-sabotaging, I will be passive aggressive or I will just, and I, I've caught it a lot better. So instead of like, maybe there's something that irked me about whatever situation that my husband asked me something and then I will be very short and be very much just rude kind of through my small things. And, you know, I'm very short with him and I'm I'm very cut. Um, And that, and that just perpetuates this sabotage. Right. So then now I feel more like shit and I keep going and it's, so now I, I, I learned to stop myself. Yeah, that's, I don't know if I've ever done it lifting. Like, I can't think, I probably have, 
Um, and I've definitely been a baby. <laughs> like, so maybe if that's, I have definitely, definitely just been like, what the fuck? Well, fuck, you know, like in my mind. And then, I, and then it, it just takes me a hot minute before I'm like, All right. right, calm your tits. Let's get away from this. Right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. So our last one is going to be from Miss Catherine underscore Shaney Felt. Uh-huh. And I, and this is all for you because I've actually never had any LaCroix, LaCroix, best, <laughs> best LaCroix. and worst LaCroix flavors, LaCroix. <laughs> See? Oh my God. And I told Holy her we'd have to actually test them out, but I didn't, I figured you already know them all. I've never had any. I'm probably like the only human oh. being that has not had. No, a lot of you haven't had them, but either you like love it or you hate it. And it's so weird because I only drink water because I don't drink soda or anything or I just never was a drink drinker i only drink water yeah. i don't know why i'm so just plain jane but well, that's good so what's the best and the worst ones you've had so the the best i always get tangerine hmm. yeah i wouldn't I have like expected that, that to Orange be the best flavors. one okay it's good um the worst i would say is coconut oh that doesn't sound good actually it's not good at all like in a sudsy like kind of sunscreen. no yeah <laughs> yeah but i always drink Tangerine. I'm out now though, and I'm like, oh, I should probably get some before the shutdown. But yeah, uh, yes, you gotta stack up. Like I'm over there. Do I have enough whiskey? And you're over there. Do I have enough tangerine lacroix? Program like do like the bulk of my programming for my clients. I literally at least drink like three. Oh, that's (laughs) so funny. (laughs) That's mostly where like where like uh, when I go through them is then you handle it. Yeah. Well, dude, this has been awesome. I am so, I feel so happy that you opened up about what you've been going through and shared that because I know that's, that's a private thing and can be very hard um, to share. So I'm really honored that you, that you shared that with everybody here today and your favorite LaCroix flavors. (laughs) Yeah. I, I really thought it was important today just because I want people to know that like moving across the country, um, I don't want them to just automatically think it was easy for me just in case they go through the same thing. It's okay. Like it's going to be hard and uh, it's all going to work out.